0: Recording in progress. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a special fight show edition of the Rational Rage podcast. I'm one of your hosts from the East Coast, New York City. My name is Spiro. And coming from the other side, the West Coast.
1: Coming out of the 415 BGE.
0: That's right. Spiro MBG in the place to be at a party with the, the Young League Teeth. Uh-huh.
1: Oh,
0: shit. <laughs> I just dated myself there big time, bro. You, you yeah, know? we
1: button dropped an uh, an ill cipher right there, man. Had that
0: that old school flow, that that ancient flow, you know?
1: Yes, sir. Old school, the best school, man.
0: Yeah, man. For fucking sure, no fucking doubt about it, man. You know, these fucking kids these days, I don't know what the fuck they're on. I don't know what they're learning in school, what these teachers are telling them, but you know they just have to fucking cancel everybody and that's all that that's that's how they fight wars these days that's how they fight their fucking battles that's how they solve everything you know these fucking kids these days I'm worried for them I'm worried but you know what
1: sad sad truth man the sad man, truth
0: you know what are you going to do anyways my brother you know what man real quick speaking about canceling man um, you know, last time we, we talked about Joe Rogan and what was going on there, you know, and, uh, you remember how the rock came out, you know, um, yeah. in support of him talking about, they were going to drink fucking tequila and this and that shit, you know, yeah, now, yeah. this is in news. This is maybe two weeks too fucking late. That's okay. But you people haven't heard from us about this and we're not going to waste too much time on it. Yeah. You know, apparently Joe Rogan used the N-word. I brought this up on the last episode. I did the Bloody Valentine episode. Um, You know, he used uh, the N-word in, in some form of context as yeah. he was explaining something, paraphrasing something that was said or some shit anyways. You know, so people aren't happy because, you know, Joe Rogan is making everybody look stupid and shit. Okay. And, um... They took an L, so they came back. You know, they they fucking dug through Joe Rogan's library, through his catalog, just mm. trying to dig everything up. So they went yeah. back to to how many times he used the N-word and all this other shit, whatever the fuck. Like I said before, it's just motherfuckers making something out of nothing. But, yeah. you know, The Rock came out then and he took back his support. You know, it's, it's like he went from, from I love you, my brother, to fuck you. Nigga, or no, <laughs> no, nah, man, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. Yeah, okay, try to fucking cancel me now, motherfuckers, anyway. No, nah, but you know, um, there's this dude, I don't know if he's a fucking journalist. What is he? His name is Don Winslow. That fucking name alone to me says weasel and shit, yeah. right? So he tweeted out to The Rock, you're a hero to many people and using your platform to defend Joe Rogan. A guy that used and laughed about using the N-word dozens of times is a terrible use of your power. Have you actually listened to this man's many racist statements about black people? This little piece of shit. I don't know him. I don't know anything. I don't believe I've ever read an article written by this guy, but I've heard that he's that he has this history of, you know, just adding fuel to the fire. So, you know, the fucking rock comes out and he says, because, you know, and and this shit kind of fucking shocked me. It surprised me. But then again, it shouldn't have been that The Rock is the biggest movie star on the fucking planet, probably makes more money than everybody in the world and shit. And he's got to answer to fucking corporate Hollywood America and shareholders and all that bullshit. And he's got his small little company that makes. Well, anyways, you know, the man's got a lot to fucking lose if he ends up yeah. uh, on the canceled side. Right. Yeah. But I expected him to have some balls and and be like, yo, I know what's up. I get it. I know the fucking time that we live in, especially him coming from the attitude era, the ruthless aggression era, and all that shit. Anyways, he fucking he replies to to this fucking motherfucking half a man, dear, yeah, dear, dear at Don Winslow. Thank you so much for this. I hear you as well as everyone here, one hundred percent. I was not aware of his n-word use prior to my comments but now i've become educated to his complete narrative come on man learning moment for me mahalo brother and have a great and productive weekend dj dj of course is his real name and uh, dwayne, johnson. dwayne dwayne johnson you know what, man mahalo this motherfucker bro you, you have no idea hey rock you probably won't, won't hear this. Cause I ain't shit, man. I ain't shit. You know, man, I'm, you know, I'm just me. I'm just fucking this guy who has this little old podcast, but fuck you motherfucker. I'm still a fan. I'll still watch your fucking movies. I still enjoy your old promos and matches, but I lost so much fucking respect for you, bro, because you fucking caved under pressure, all that fucking muscle, man. And you know, not enough nuts, brother. I <laughs> gotta say it, you know? So yeah, man, that's all I got to say. But I did have a fucking, I I put up a poll on my Instagram, which, ladies and gentlemen, if you follow me at the underscore rational underscore one, one spelled with a zero, you can take part in these polls and, you know, whatever else I do. And the question was, do you agree with The Rock taking back his support of Joe Rogan? And check this out. When you see the poll, which way do you think this went?
1: I think it went in favor of not supporting The Rock, taking back his apology.
0: Yes, it was a resounding landslide, 92% to 8% in favor of no.
1: Yeah.
0: But this is what happened. This is what happened prior to us recording. Somebody DM'd me, okay? And somebody took back their support for this motherfucker right here. They said, hey, Spiro, I meant to press no, and I pressed yes. By accident. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, brother, I'll give you a shout out, you know. Uh my man Paco Gaming on Instagram. Shout out to him. Um, I guess it's a hundred percent, no, maybe.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty I'm, much. I'm, I mean, I'm, if that was like the one vote, then you know that pretty much puts it at a hundred percent.
0: Yeah, right. So that's that man. That's all I got for that, man. I don't want to give too much time to this rock. What a fucking letdown, brother. But, anyways, man. Let's fucking kick this shit off, man. Let's get this shit rolling, Brother. We got right. an email. we got a fucking Sir. email. I love emails. I love interacting with all the listeners at some point, man. I think that we need to go live man and and oh, yeah. interact in real yeah. time. all right, so here we go. We got an email from somewhere close to your neck of the woods, a lot closer to you, uh from Sergio Reyes
1: oh, yeah, man, that's my boy Sergio, man.
0: Shout out to Sergio, then, man, to Sergio. Sorry, man. Anyways. <laughs>
1: Spanglish, man.
0: Spanglish, that's right. Spanglish. We speak Spanglish here. We don't yes. speak English. We don't speak Spanish. We speak Spanglish. Yeah, we Deal speak with it. Okay, so from Litchfield Park, Arizona, formerly from San Francisco. your neck yes. of the woods, brother. Yeah. And it goes like this. Many of Jorge's points of views are from his upbringing, and the New Age Dems don't like that. Cause he's going against the script. Yeah, of course I got much respect for him. Like the saying goes, it's better to die on your feet than live on your knees. God damn right. It does man. God damn. Yes, sir. I agree with that, man. What do you got to say about that?
1: Well, it's true because um, I mean, Masvidal pretty much his parents, uh, Cuban exiles. They lived under the tyranny of Fidel Castro. You know, so when when his parents came to this country for freedom, freedom of expression, just freedom, pretty much. And you see a lot of these like extreme liberals that are talking about a communist way of life. My you know, my whole thought about that is if you want to live that kind of lifestyle, it's very easy. Just, you know, hop on a plane, go to North Korea, go to China. Give up your rights, you know, live under that tyrannical type of government. That's, you know, that's, you know, that's pretty much as simple as that. If you want to live under a communist dictatorship, have them tell you how to shit, eat, sleep, and et cetera. That's, you know, that's pretty much my thought about that. And the is just pretty much if you're not with the narrative, or how my boy Serge said, you know, like if you're not with the script, people want to label you villain racist whatever if you're not if you're the opposing view of the agenda pushers which are the extreme left
0: agreed bro you know man over here we uh try to be neutral because you know i think we both feel the same way man we don't buy into either party and there's good people on the right and there's good people on the left it's the extreme sides that are that are making the most noise and get them you know most of the attention there's people on the left that listen to the rhetoric coming from the far left and they shake their heads like, what the fuck? I mean, I can't believe I'm a part of this party. And, you know, I used to be, I used to be down the middle kind of leaning right. I felt it made sense. Listen, man, at the end of the day, I feel that most people at heart are liberals. You know, we enjoy these, the freedom to be who we want to be, who we are. And You know, everybody, you know, for the most part, man, you know, you can't let yourself get persuaded by the loud noise coming from the minority. You know, man. the majority of people, they just want to fucking go to work, pay their bills. They want to get along with everybody, regardless of politics, religion and all that shit. But I've always felt and I've always been of the uh, mindset that in order for us to enjoy our American liberal freedoms we need the conservatives empowered to protect those freedoms because it always seems like you know it's the left that's mainly trying to fucking censor everybody cancel everybody you want to be a liberal that's great but go vote conservative in order to remain a liberal but like i said the last two shows man that we did three even maybe i i'm not so sure anymore man that i care about voting anymore brother anyways so there was some more shit going on with uh masvidal there was a story or something happening he was on fox news right
1: yeah so masvidal uh he was on jesse waters prime time fox news of course this was uh this past february the fourth and it was pretty much a discussion of the Beijing Winter Olympics and the United States athletes pretty much being warned by Nancy Pelosi not to speak out against the Chinese government, you know? So here's a uh, here's a quote off of Masvidal's appearance on Jesse Waters. First, I don't know why they sent our athletes to China. That's crazy. I don't know why they sent American athletes over there. If it's such a problem that they can't even speak on matters, you know, so it's crazy. And my parents, of course, I know what they would say, you know, but they would say, they said that this leads to what Cuba is now and what Venezuela is now. It leads to communism, you know, and we have to stop it as soon as we get a chance. She's not for the American people. So that's that was Masvidal's quote on what Nancy Pelosi said, you know, and I'll get to her quotes, you know, as soon as we each give our our opinion on what he said
0: well you know what man right on man i'm with him i support that statement yeah i don't know why the fuck are we even sending our athletes there man you know i mean it's always been like these liberals these dems man it's always been their mo to fucking sort of tiptoe and walk on eggshells for these assholes you know, listen, America is so bad, but yet we need to fucking, you know, bow down to these other nations that truly treat their people like shit. You know, America yeah. is so bad. Check out China. Check out fucking North Korea. Check out other countries of the world where women have no fucking rights.
1: Yeah.
0: Where, you know, you are prosecuted by law against your fucking race, against your fucking religion and shit. Yeah, you know? But at the same time, you know, it's understandable that you want to kind of, you know, exercise a little caution and watch the way you speak, because you don't know if somebody goes missing and shit in the middle of the night. But listen, man, I don't think they would do that. That would spark such an international fucking incident. But uh, yeah,
1: because uh what I took from what I took from Azvidal's quote is pretty much, you know, he he's indirectly talking about it uh, from experience because of what his parents went through while they were in Cuba. You know, you know, and so he's speaking about that and pretty much his whole thing is like, okay, well, if you're worried about American athlete safety, then why have him go, you know, all the way to to China? You know, why have him go all the way to China if you're afraid if these athletes are going to speak about all these human rights violations, you know, like all the atrocities that have been, you know, pretty much censorship. So why send you know why put your athlete's life at risk if you're pretty much telling them like hey just remember you know while you're over there in China you know you can't speak about all these injustices that have been done under the Chinese rule so yeah you know like, I get where where Masvidal is coming like I said he he speaks from it you know he speaks from from experience because of what his parents went through his relatives have gone through and pretty much the stories that they told him as soon as Castro overthrew Fulgencio Bautista, who many saw as a a puppet president controlled by the Italian mob and the United States government. We all know that, you know, a lot of that stuff led to the Bay of Pigs. So yeah, you remember that stuff. And so yeah, you know, I can see where you know where where Masvidal is coming from.
0: And he he loves this country. He says he loves it. You can tell he loves it. Yeah. So what was it that Pelosi said?
1: OK, well, yeah, this is what she saying, because there was no rebuttal from her from what Maz said. So this is pretty much what she said. Uh, Nancy Pelosi quotes on U.S. athletes participating in the Beijing Winter Olympics. Here's a quote. I would say to our athletes, you are there to compete. Do not risk incurring the anger of the Chinese government because they are ruthless. I know there is a temptation on, on the part of some to speak out while they are there. I respect that, but I also worry about what the Chinese government might do to their reputations and to their families. And this was in the New York Times. So that was her quote as far as telling the athletes like, hey, check where you're at. Be careful of what you say, because there are certain things that may or may not happen to you.
0: All right. I'm going to say something that's going to probably shock a lot of people, the people that know me. What was wrong with what she said? Exactly. I. This is the first time I hear these words. This is the first time, you know, I, I never read her statement or none of that shit. And now I'm thinking here, what is the big deal with what she said? Shit. You know, but it goes to show you how society is these days. And everybody is fucking guilty. Everybody is duped to feel a certain way by the media. Cause my first thing was who the fuck is this bitch to fucking tell these fucking proud American athletes that they can't talk. They're fucking American, you know, don't fucking, but you know what, man, she's not really saying anything. You know, she, you're going to what I would consider a hostile nation, hostile towards us. I don't think they would do anything, but Hey man, accidents happen. Right.
1: Yeah. Cause when I was, you know, when I, um, When I checked out that video clip of Masvidal on Jesse Waters' show, you know, that dude Jesse Waters, yeah, you know, he was pretty much like, you know, he was trying to, like, bait Masvidal into saying something really, really negative about the Chinese. He said, oh, yeah, you can go over there, you can fight the Chinese, you can fight the Chinese, and Pelosi and her extreme liberal ways or whatever, but, you know... Here's my thing that Masbilad really check out what she said, or is he just going off of what this dude might have told him? Because you know, you got Fox News and therefore the extreme right, and then you got CNN that's pretty much catered to the extreme left. So you got both these news networks that are pretty much out there to like clickbait, separate, and cause drama. So Who's to say that Masvidat didn't get led by a bunch of bullshit instead of actual truth and quotes? You know, that's why you always got to do your homework and check up on what, you know, like on what people say because you just never know. You know, you're just out there. You know, he's just talking about the experience of his parents and what supposedly he, he must have thought that Nancy Pelosi said. So, you know, that's what I said is like, you know, like as soon as people hear her quotes, you know, they may have a different thought because, you know, she is a politician. So her answer was very political because she's just telling these athletes like, hey, you know, you're out there in China that you know exactly what they've done, what they're all about. So make sure that you're careful because we don't want anything to happen to you.
0: Right. Listen, man, I'm no fan or support of Pelosi yeah, same or, here. or any politician like her, but I don't see anything wrong in what she said. And let me tell you, man, we're all guilty, man. We're all duped, you know, into believing or feeling a certain way based on fucking headlines and you yeah. know, and if you're a fucking patriotic human being, if you're a fucking gun loving, true blue, honest American patriot, that's all it takes. That's all it takes for you to be like, What the fuck? Who the yeah. fuck is this bitch? Who we're all human beings and you know, Try to check your fucking emotions. Read the article, read the actual yeah. quote, then you form your fucking opinion and shit. You yeah. know. Uh, again, I don't see anything wrong with what she said. I agree with her. Actually, I can't believe I'm saying this, but that's that. And uh, Jorge Masvidal is set to fight against Kobe Covington, right? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Because yeah. um, uh, Masvidal, you know, of course, you know, he plugged um, he plugged his fight. You know, against um his former American top team teammate Kobe Covington. Of course, out that fight's gonna take place on the fifth of March. T Mobile Arena in Vegas for UFC 272. That's the main event. So that should be, you know, that should be a great, great fight. Both these dudes are strikers. They don't like to slow anything down. They like, you know, especially since they share like a hatred towards each other. So they definitely want to get at each other and just start throwing blows and everything and just turn this thing into a war
0: yeah you know there seems to be some kind of fucking resentment there seems to be some mm-hmm. kind of bad blood legit black uh black blood jesus christ well maybe there is i mean after all Masvidal vidal is cuban so you know <laughs> it could be you know but um who do you have winning this fight man
1: that's gonna be a tough one but uh you know Gotta go with the hermano, man. I'm gonna go with Masvidal, just handling business, taking care of Kobe. And you know, I can see this fight, you know, pretty much ending in the first round. And I can see that, you know, first round knockout TKR. And you know, I can see this fight ending quickly in the first round. Yeah. Because Kobe, you know, he's been, uh, you know, he's been a big mouth for a very long time. And God, yeah. Masvidal is gonna come in there. He's gonna handle business. He's gonna turn Kobe into a bloody, bloody mess.
0: All right, so I'm rooting for Maz Vidal. I see it going for Masvidal Vidal early by knockout, mm-hmm. but this is the thing. Kobe's cardio is fucking no joke, man. Yeah. And the longer the fight goes, I want to think that, you know, his fucking chances improve. Yeah. But I want to see Jorge Maz Vidal knock him out. Whatever. I'm not betting any money, you know, may the best man win, but I'm rooting for must be done.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That should be a great, great fight, a great main event for uh, for that uh for the UFC pay per view. So hopefully, uh, hopefully Masvidal and Kobe and the rest of these fighters, man, you know, hopefully they get their money from uh, from good old Uncle Dana.
0: Good luck with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, big uh, time. I mean, you know, they'll get paid, but eh, you know what's up with that already.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely.
0: When is that fight taking place?
1: uh march 5th at the t-mobile arena in the beautiful las vegas
0: all right i don't know if if either of us would be available to do a fight companion we'll see we'll see Saturday. yeah we'll see we'll see but anyways man before we move on to the next topic let's pay some bills baby
1: yes sir so for all my san franciscans for all my bay area residents if you're looking for top quality work Hit up my boy George, who represents Bay Area Painters. You can reach out to him at Bay Area at gmail.com. That's Bay Area at gmail.com. Outstanding work. They've been doing this for over 40 years. Top quality painting, commercial painting, and private property. So hit him up at Bay Area at gmail.com.
0: Okay, awesome. So what's next on the agenda, brother?
1: All right. So Freeway Rick Ross, man, the drug dealer turned boxing promoter. All right. So here's a quick uh a quick rundown on Freeway Rick Ross, the original, not the uh not the CO turned rapper from Miami. <laughs> so <laughs> Freeway Rick Ross at one point was an infamous drug king in Cali during the mid eighties. During his drug-pushing infamy, this dude racked up $900 million in revenue. In 96, he was arrested and sentenced to life in prison. He appealed the sentence and was released on September the 29th of 2009.
0: So he's in his 60s, right? Like 62, I think, or something? Yeah. yeah. I'm not supporting and I'm not condoning and I'm not promoting anybody get into the drug business and into drug trafficking or any illegal clandestine uh clandestine clandestine <laughs> uh activity. But you know, man, it's so funny, man, cause this is the kind of guy that, you know, everyone's parents pointed the finger and said, Yeah, you see Billy over there, you fucking see Tommy over there, he's he's never gonna amount to anything. He's gonna end up in jail or fucking dead. What, you know, Rick Ross, Ricky Ross, he uh, did end up in jail, of course. But this is a guy that didn't learn to read until he went to jail. And I think he was like 28. Yeah, yeah.
1: 28 when he finally learned how
0: to read. Yeah, but he was smart in some way. You know, again, I'm not trying to say yay, you know, but whether it's legal or illegal enterprise, it takes brains. It fucking takes brains. So now he's out and he's getting into the boxing business. I did read an article about this and he was talking about how he wants to help a lot of these young fighters like sell themselves because that's really the main thing. You know, you gotta know how to fight. But at the same time, you really gotta know how to sell yourself. Yeah, You know, how to do interviews and all that. And I think that's awesome. You know, I, I think it's great. We're both long, long-time long fight fans, and we've seen many yeah. great fighters not get their due, not make the money they deserve to make because they just didn't know how to sell themselves, yeah. you know? And we've seen mediocre fighters that rose to fucking <laughs> mega stardom because they yeah. knew how to sell themselves, man. So, you know, I think it's great. Um, hey, man, if he's doing everything on the up and up, good for him. I'm not here to judge him or uh, anybody. I'm curious to see where this goes. Uh, I believe he already signed a few fighters, right?
1: Yeah, because I think with um, you know, freeway, what he brings with him is that street cred. Plus, this dude, you know, he's, you know, he's very loyal. So he's definitely gonna be loyal to a lot of these young fighters. And it's like, you know, he has that hustler in him. So, you know, he's gonna grind, he's gonna he's gonna do everything he can to, to make these young fighters, you know what I mean, to make their name and to pretty much lead them to success mm-hmm. so that's you know that's one you know because you know if you are doesn't matter if you're from cali but you know if you've heard the story about freeway rick ross that you know about this dude so you know he's going to promote these guys you know he uh, he's going to be a a trustworthy team manager slash promoter for these young fighters and as soon as he starts building this reputation. Like he did with the uh, with the drug game, which is kind of similar to fight game. If we, You know, like we think about it. of so a similar shit. You got some shady characters. It's a lot of underhanded business going around the back, you know, that behind the scenes. So Rick Ross, you know, I, I think he can do his thing and help out these young fighters.
0: He's a hustler, you know,
1: and he's a hustler. That's exactly mm-hmm. what he is. You know, it's like a lot of, you know, uh, like Don King was a hustler. A lot of these dudes, Al Heyman, Eddie Hearns, a lot of these dudes hustle, you know, they're about that money. And if they feel they can make themselves some great money, I'm sure they're going to do the same thing for a lot of these fighters.
0: I'll tell you this, man. I hope this works out. I hope that this truly benefits the fighters that he has signed and any other you know future fighters that he signs. I hope this helps elevate the sport of boxing. I don't think a guy like Ricky Ross is going to come in and pull some trailer shit.
1: Yeah. yeah. Cause you know how it is, bro. It's, um, you know, with a guy like, you know, like with a guy like freeway, you know, he's putting his name behind what he's trying to do. So it's like, when you come from the streets, your name carries a lot of weight. So I highly doubt he's going to put some, you know, he's going to pull some trailer shit and con people into investing and watching these, young fighters that he's trying to promote. And speaking of those young fighters, he has three undefeated prospects on his squad. And the top prospect of the squad is Nafir Charles. So when, before Rick Ross uh, brought him onto his team, uh, he was 2-0. and Now he's 8-0. and That's his top prospect. Then he got Vichon champion and Eric Kedar Giannis. I don't know if I messed up his last name, but if I did, my apologies. And then you add two more dudes to that squad. You got Alvina Varnal Jr. And a former contender in Anthony Peterson. So, you know, he has a good young solid squad right there. Yeah.
0: Wow. Anthony Peterson. I remember him. I don't, I can't say that I, I'm not familiar with the other names. I don't recognize them, but Anthony Peterson, I do. So he's already doing business then.
1: Yeah. So he, he, uh, he teamed up with Rick Glazier. And Rick Glaser, he's well-known in the boxing community. So this guy is mm-hmm. an entrepreneur. He's a businessman. He's been involved in boxing since 91. And he's worked with 36 current world champions. So you got Ross and Glazer right there. That's a, you know, that's a good team to promote these young fighters. And Mayweather, when uh, Ricky Ross was in a halfway house, Mayweather reached out to him. You know, he uh, Mayweather idolized the way Rick Ross went about his business as far as uh, making money. And he modeled his, I guess, his business ethics after Rick Ross and the way he hustled. We could see that, that we see Mayweather when he flaunts that money, you're like, you know, you know, stacks and stacks of bricks and bricks of cash. So that was his idol was Rick Ross.
0: And speaking of Mayweather, man, you know, he owes one of the yeah, Paul brothers money. some money. <laughs> yeah. But here is the thing, you know, and you say that that he modeled his business hustle after Rick Ross, Ricky Ross. Um, Shit, I don't know if fucking Ricky Ross would take that as a compliment or, you know, because the money team, I was reading and shit and. There's no record of it. There's no office. There's no phone number you can call to some office. There's not some secretary that's going to answer a fucking phone and direct your call or make appointments and shit. Yeah. Oh, this is a fucking hustle. I guess it's a bit of a fucking con. A fucking <laughs> yeah. scam.
1: Whenever you hear about the money team, you, you pretty much only see uh, Mayweather during those um sparring sessions when he's doing his thing up in vegas at his own gym but yeah he was if you try to look up, you know like if you try to look up any type of contact information that there is none so i'm like if you're jake and logan paul and you're trying to get something squared away with this dude because he owes you money you're like okay you know how are we supposed to do this? Are you reaching out to an attorney or are you reaching out to Floyd directly? Are you reaching out to his rep? How's this thing going about, right. you know, and if you're, you know, and if you believe in, in that code, you know, if it's about loyalty and about respect or whatever, and you owe somebody money that you got to pay them what they're owed That you can't just duck and dodge and just think that everything's going to be okay. But at the end of the day, The money that they're trying to sue Mayweather for, for Mayweather's chump change. Or at least from what we see when he's out there flaunting, bragging about money and sitting on all these stacks of cash and shit.
0: A man is supposed to fucking pay. You know, you owe somebody money, you fucking pay. You know, it's not a good look, man. You know, it's not a good look. And um, I remember years ago, I was in Harlem at the Apollo Theater. Covering the uh, press conference for Mayweather Cotto. Oh, Fucking, yeah, bro. And he had these young fighters, man. Uh, they looked like teenagers handing out flyers. And I'm not sure if the money team existed yet at that time. I can't, I'm not sure. I guess he was starting a promotion, uh, he was trying to get fighters. He was trying to get the word out. So he had these young, young fighters, man, passing out flyers and shit. And I'm not sure if the word money team was on them, you know, whatever it is,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the essence of it, whatever it's been around now for a while. Okay. Yeah. It's on hats. It's on t-shirts, but it's not on paper. It's not registered anywhere. So what the fuck? It's not a good way to do business.
1: Yeah. Cause pretty the, um, The spokesman for this whole thing has been has been Jake Paul because he fought his brother Logan. So pretty much Jake Paul, he's been the spokesman for this whole um, issue they have with Mayweather and the money that he owes him. So the lawsuit that they filed was filed two to three weeks ago. And here's a quote from Jake Paul. You can stretch that shit out forever. And he owes him probably between five to ten million dollars, his brother. So, yeah, you know, we'll see how that shit plays out because um, Mayweather's camp, you know, they haven't, you know, they haven't responded. You know, uh, there's been no rebuttal as far as these accusations from the uh, Paul brothers and the money that he owes Logan for the exhibition fight they had last year.
0: We'll continue to follow this story. It's uncharacteristic of Floyd to stay quiet. So, yeah. you know, take his silence however you want to take it. We'll follow this story. Any updates, we will bring them to you.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah.
0: So, what else do we have on the uh, table here?
1: Oh man, fucking Jamar Charlo and his issues.
0: Oh man, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I mean, like, I don't mean to laugh, but it's just like you know when I heard about the first time he was arrested because he was at some restaurant, his credit cards when they ran him through. They were declined. So when the waitress was trying to collect the money, according to what she said, he stole her money and took off. You know, that he was arrested. You know, of course, like uh, so when uh, the charges were dropped because there were no viable witnesses to what supposedly happened. Just most recently, uh, Charlo was arrested because of domestic dispute that happened last year, so a warrant was issued for his arrest. He was arrested and according to his lawyer, uh, let me bring this quote, uh, this is Kent Schaefer, his attorney. And this was a quote that he made on the 12th of February. A relative went to the police and said, Jamal uh, struck back in September of 2021. But despite that, plenty of witnesses were present and no investigation was done. This is an attempt to shake Jamal down for money, and it's not going to happen. If these charges aren't dismissed, Jamal will be acquitted.
0: So what do you think is going on here? I mean, this dude obviously has a history of fucking up.
1: Yeah.
0: Is this history repeating itself, or is he really getting fucking hustled here by by his family member?
1: Well, yeah, yo, when you see the Charlo brothers, both these guys are hotheads. You know, like, I've seen Twin these guys. Twin brothers, fight. right?
0: Twins, right?
1: Yeah, the twin brothers. I think I think Jamal is older. So when you you know like when I've seen these guys fight, you know that they come in with all the hype or whatever. One of them is usually somewhere ringside. Something happens with a fan. A fan says something. They get set off, and next you know they want to start fighting fans or whatever. And it's like these guys, you know, they already have a history of this, but that has been the one that has been in on you know, problems with the law. So he was released from jail just recently on Valentine's Day. And when I heard about the about the theft, when he stole money from that waitress, I'm like, dude, I know you're making some good money off these fights unless he doesn't know how to manage his money. and He needs somebody to look after that, his finances or whatever. And, you know, I can see that. You like know, I can see, you know, his most recent charge. You know, I can see a. A, um, a family member or friend trying to hustle, trying to hustle and trying to get some money. So like the most recent news about Charlo that if he is found guilty of third degree assault in Texas, he can spend two to 10 years in prison. Cheers. So that's, you right. know, that's pretty much your life going down the drain because maybe you couldn't control your tame, uh, your temper. Who knows?
0: You know what, man, there comes a time in your life because a lot of us that grew up in certain areas, New York and Cali and, you know, we were in the streets, whatever, you know, man, a lot of us grew up being hotheads. Okay. And we were ready to throw down at a drop of a dime. Yeah. But motherfucker, man, there comes a time when you have to fucking grow the fuck up, man, especially when you have a promising career. Mm-hmm. Whether it's music, whether it's fucking acting, whether you're fucking styling hair and shit, you're a fucking fighter. You're a fighter. Yeah. You know, being being a trained boxer, a professional fighter of any kind, there's also a responsibility that comes with that, okay? There's a, a responsibility, you know, to fucking keep your emotions and your anger in check, your fucking temper in check, and not abuse of the powers or, yeah. or the strengths or the abilities and skills that come with being a professional prize fighter, yeah, you no know, he's not the first, he won't be the last a lot of fucking fighters with promising careers don't know how to manage their money mm-hmm. and even less don't know how to manage the fucking anger. Yeah. Um, I believe his father uh his father, his fucking brother was uh being groomed for a fight with canelo right
1: it's actually german now the guy is facing these legal, you know, these legal See, issues man
0: you know what man aside from being twins man these motherfuckers were named almost fucking identically yes all jermel it's like what the yeah. you know it's like why do they fuck with us like this
1: no <laughs> you put a name one wanted, of them use this us, man
0: yeah, name name one Jamal and name the other one fucking I don't know Michael Jermaine Tito,
1: <laughs> you
0: know fuck, dude. You know, anyways, they look alike and their names fucking sound
1: alike. It's yeah, a fucking joke. Man. That's that's a lot of confusion, especially for no Marine grunt like myself. You know, we're not the brightest people, so we do get confusing. And uh, that's
0: a the- that's a grave misconception that people shouldn't make. But um. uh so this motherfucker the one that could possibly be going to jail for 10 years Mm -hmm. is possibly throwing away the biggest payday of his fucking career
1: Yep, and that's a great segue into the canelo dilemma with this thing with al Heyman and eddie hearns so i guess um both these promoters were throwing out big big money big money So um, Al Heyman, he was trying to set up a fight for Canelo with Jamar Charlo, you know, Mr. Legal Issues right there, for the 7th of May, which will be for Cinco de Mayo weekend. And the second fight will be against David Benavides for the 15th of September, which is Mexican Independence Day weekend. So he was trying to get this big payday for Canelo, $100 Hundred million he threw out there for him for these two fights as fifty million apiece. That's just on the offer alone. This doesn't count for like ticket sales, pay per view buys, streaming downloads, buys, whatever. And Eddie Hearn, you know, he he came at him with uh, with the offer of a hundred million to fight uh Dmitry Bivol on on the seventh of May for Sequel My Weekend, and of course the trilogy that people have been waiting to see against Triple G for the 15th of September for Mexican Independence Day weekend. So the fight, so the deal that Canelo took is with Daz and a matchmaker to fight Dmitry Bevo on the 7th of May and that trilogy with Golovkin on the 15th of September.
0: Now, I thought that the Golovkin deal, you know, him and the other guy, that deal, I thought that deal was for less money.
1: Yeah, that's the... Uh, because these guys were throwing out crazy, crazy numbers. It went from first, it went from a hundred million, then it dropped down like a twenty million drop off to like eighty.
0: That's then I still guess good get fucking money. Million.
1: It's still a lot of money. Though. That's yeah, crazy, that's still
0: crazy, an insane amount of money. I mean, you know, yeah. he wins either way. Yeah, you know, I know that fucking. And please correct me if I'm wrong, because Jermel, Jermal, which one is it? Uh, Jermal. Jamal, Okay. He was touted as the guy to beat Canelo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I understand why he would go for the Golovkin. I think this fucking fight took way too long to make. Yeah. And I've always said it, the longer they waited to make this fight, the more the odds shift in favor for Canelo. Yeah. Um. Listen, man, since their last fight, Triple G is still looking good. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think he's a little slower now. Yeah, but he's still looking good. He's still punishing people, knocking them out. Canelo just—he fucking took off, man. He yeah. is the sport's biggest star, no yeah. doubt about it. Okay, I think he went with less money, but probably the safer route. But mm-hmm. when you got a guy like fucking Triple G, Gennady Golovkin with that kind of power. You know, it's still a gamble. Yeah. You know, I mean, it could be one punch. You know, that can just change the whole fight with one yeah. punch. So, but you know, Canelo's a tough guy.
1: Yeah, he has uh, a great. Yeah, uh, he has a great chin.
0: Great chin.
1: Yeah, great chin. Great footwork. Uh, great defense. And it's like, so of course, when this announcement was made, you know, like and you look at all these threads on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all these like boxing accounts or whatever. You know, people are like, "Oh, you know, there goes Canelo again." You know, cherry picking, you know, his fights or whatever, instead of trying to but face Charlo. Who's he going <laughs> to fight though?
0: Aside, aside <laughs> from Charlo, aside from yeah, exactly, yeah, he can exactly. make he can make money with fucking Benavides too.
1: Yeah, okay? yeah,
0: Benavides is uh, more beatable, I think, than mm-hmm. than uh, Charlo, but. um whatever man you know this whatever he ends up doing he's gonna make so much money more money than we'll ever have Um, unless
1: we get that unless we get that that joe rogan deal man we'll be chilling in the island and shit man just sipping off some drinks making this podcast worldwide type shit
0: until somebody tries to fucking cancel us but one way that can happen the only way that that can happen is if ladies and gentlemen you share our podcast you like our podcast yeah you leave us a beautiful five-star rating. I mean, be honest, man. Have you ever heard two guys like us? I mean, I'm sure you've heard better, but I'm saying like us, okay? I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying anything, okay? I'm just saying is, you know, help us out. Help us grow this wonderful global community. Um, We want emails from you people, okay? Yes. Uh, Shout out to Sergio. To Sergio. Dude, I keep That's
1: doing Hey. Call that, hey, that we call that man Big Surge over here in the block. Big, you know, he's big a. Big Surge. Yeah, he's a city boy. He got tired of that Cali life. He made the transition with his family to Arizona, dealing with that 120 plus degree heat during the boy. summer. And that, that man, look, that's a madman right there. That's Mister Muay Thai. That's Mister Eight, Nine, Ten miles a day running in heat.
0: Thank you for that email, ladies and gentlemen. Send us emails. The email is.
1: Shy man, don't be shy. Yes, don't be
0: shy. We don't bite unless.
1: You know, talk shit, man. I mean, if you're an aspiring rapper, if you're a professional fighter, whatever, you know, drop some tips, suggestions, fucking questions, whatever. Everybody, don't everybody, everybody,
0: yeah, everybody and anybody. And that email is, ladies and gentlemen, rational rage dot mailbag at gmail.com. Once again, rational rage dot mailbag at gmail.com. Yes. Um help us grow. Help us get up to the point where somebody would want to fucking cancel us. Yes. You know? Um, <laughs> 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 anything else, brother, or should we call it a night here?
1: Well, I mean, of course, you know, you got um Israel de Sanyo showing his support for Joe Rogan. Pretty much, it's easy. Pretty, you know what? What Dasanya said about that is this: "Fuck the noise." That's it, man. That's that's the advice for everybody today, 2022 going forward, man. Just fuck the noise. Do your thing. People are gonna like you, dislike you, hate you, and love you. Either way, they're feeling something for you. Yeah, you know, just fuck the
0: noise. Yes, sir. There's nothing else that needs to be said. Let them know where they can find you, brother.
1: Yo, man, you can find me on IG, Instagram under G415-0351. Once again, as G, as in golf, 415-0351 on IG.
0: Find me on Instagram, the underscore rational underscore one, once spelled with a zero. Look for us all throughout social media. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for your ongoing support. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for letting us your ears. This has been a fight show edition of the Rational Rage Podcast. I'm Spiro. BG from
1: 415.
0: And until next time,
1: peace.